Live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts, and the Gurkha Cigar Studio in beautiful British Columbia, welcome to the Smokin' Tobacco Show with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and Mitchell Santaga. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Smokin' Tobacco Show. My name is Matt Tobacco from SmokinTobacco.com. I'm live in the J.C. Newman Cigar Studios. I'm joined once again by my very good friend, also of SmokinTobacco.com, Mr. Mitchell Santaga from beautiful British Columbia in Canada in the Gurkha Cigar Studios. Mitchell Looking a little under the weather there this week. Yeah, not uh, not feeling the best. A little nasally here. I woke up pretty congested this morning. Uh, you know, the weather's been colder and rainier, and with that comes a lot more sickness. Uh, and I'm sure, as you will find in the next year or two, once you have a toddler who is out in the world and puts everything in their mouth, and they, uh, they get sick a lot, yeah. and they bring those sicknesses to you. Yeah, I've been told that. I've been told that. It's, uh, you know, talking to Carney, I mean, I've, I've kind of figured that out. You know, Carney, you know, I talk all the time, and he has a two-year-old now. And I yeah. just remember, like, him just being like, yeah, like, we're just always sick now. And I'm like, yeah. And then other friends are like, yeah, we're just always sick now. Because it's true. Kids go to school. They touch everything. They put everything in their yeah. mouth. They don't know. They're exploring the world. They don't know what's going on. So they're just trying everything. And. Exactly. And they bring it home, and then everyone else exactly. gets it. You so, know, l- luckily, <laughs> l- luckily, it's not too bad. Like two, two or three weeks ago, my whole house had it really bad. Um, but uh, yeah, th- this one, this one's just a little sniffles. Uh, I just really didn't want to push it with having a cigar, and uh, I didn't want to do the cigar unjust, just because you know, I, I really enjoy the retrohale of a cigar. I'd say it's where I get a lot of my flavor from and uh, when you're just congested it's just uh, you're, you're not giving the scar justice uh, so I, i'm gonna i'm gonna sit back tonight and just uh sip on some warm water and uh maybe some tea enjoy the show like that well, i've had lots of tea already today yeah, yes there you go. i lots like tea, tea when i'm sick especially when it's, it helps with the sore throat it yep. helps with Honey the nasal tea. yeah yep. I, I love good tea when i'm sick oh yeah mm-hmm. good tea's always real good but yeah we have uh we have an exciting guest today with a we do. very exciting This is rant. one of my personal favorite people. I mean, every time I see him, I usually have some kind of fun with him. Um, you know, he's a great guy. He's a great dude. He's like Carney 2.0, or like not 2.0, but like, you know, if, if, if like I couldn't have Carney, you know, like he would be a great, like they're very similar. You know what I mean? They got that same vibe, you know, um, He's just, and he, he just he's just a lot of fun. He almost, he almost has the exact same name as uh, the Prime Minister of Canada. He does. He does, which, <laughs> you know, that's a whole other conversation, you know, about Canada. But he does. He does. Um, let's bring him on here. It's uh, He's been on the show before. So some of you have been watching long enough will remember him. And if you pay attention on social media and you know who's who, from Christoph Cigars, it's Jared Trudeau. Let's bring him on the show. Jared, hello, buddy. Look at him. He looks so majestic. Hello. He's, He's got the hair coming back. How are you? He's got a nice sweater on, un- unzipped. What's going like, on? Look at me. Oh, yeah. I give For a shit about how yeah. I look. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. It's great. Yeah. How you doing? I'm good, bro. I'm good. Busy, but good. Um, having an awesome year. Some really cool new product out. Um, winded down for the holidays, which is nice in terms of at least travel for me. So I'm happy about that. Um, and just ready to wake up January 1st and do it all over again. You Did know? you lose some weight? You're looking good. Thank you. 
Thank you. Probably. I've been sick a lot. Yeah, you, you're looking. You're looking good. <laughs> looking yeah, good. Just, you know. <laughs> yeah. Get sick. Stop eating. You know. That's it's what, illness. That's what it's illness. Yeah. <laughs> Slowly dying inside. You know. Uh, looking great. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, kind of like yeah. Mitchell is over there. You know what I mean? Look at him; <laughs> he's barely holding That's on for right. life. Right. Yeah. A lot of vomiting. A lot, of, yeah, a lot of that. that worked. Yeah, it's really good. Really great. Yeah. Well, as let's... Kevin Kevin said today, "Tis the season." It's true. <laughs> it's it's very it's very very true. I mean, it's it's that time of the year. You know, it starts to get cold and wet, and everyone's getting sick. We've had sickness in our house, um, so it's but everyone's good now. So it's it's we made it out. But for for this round, we 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 won this round. But um, anyway, let's talk about what we're smoking tonight. Uh, Mitchell, I know you're not smoking, so Jared, I'll let you go first. Uh, which is funny because I I know what you're smoking, and um, I, uh, I I I don't know how I didn't know about this, but we'll talk a little bit about it in a sec. But our cigars tonight are brought to you by the number two guys cigars.com. That's right. The number two guys cigars.com. If you head over there today, you'll find an amazing selection of cigars and cigar accessories. From the industry, a great selection. Check them out. Lots of new stuff. I know it was just added. Some stuff that maybe people might be looking for uh, only at the number 2 guyscigars.com. Also, where you can find a pretty good collection of Christoph cigars. Although, I don't know if they have what you're uh, smoking over there. I could be wrong, though. I don't know. You no. Don't. No, they don't. They oh, okay. Don't. This, is a, this is a premium selection. This is a, a bundle cigar that we make. Um, I don't know. It's probably $3.85. Retail, um, and I smoke them all the time, like a weird amount. I smoke these. And how long? Have, how, long can, have, you know, how long? How long have you had those in the portfolio? Uh, Twenty years, probably. Well, I don't know how I didn't yeah. know about that. You guys had a bundle cigar. Yeah, it's not something that like gets like we talk about a lot. I mean, it's a bundle cigar. Know? I get it, but like still, right. I mean, bundle right. cigars are good sometimes too. I mean, I like bundle cigars. These well. these are really good. I'm I smoke a lot of the naturals, but the uh, the Maduro bundle that we make that uses the same wrapper that's on our original Maduro. Um, it's just color sorted out from like the regular Coraline production, mm -hmm. so it's actually like a super high quality wrapper and. It's they're really good and they do really well in the stores that do it. It's just not something that, you know, we particularly blast out there in advertising or anything like that. I think it's a but shame. I smoke a ton of them. I think it's a shame that, you know, there's a lot of manufacturers that make a bundle cigar. And I know that, look, I know bundle cigars are not as glamorous as the ones that come in the nice box and shit. But, and I know everyone's different about how they smoke cigars, but as a true aficionado, I mean, I have found plenty of bundle cigars or you know much lower price point cigars and i'm like these are fucking awesome i would just smoke these every day i mean and i i feel like they get overshadowed by like that stigma like well oh, it's a bundle it's like so you're saving money yeah. and, and a lot of times there's, there's some really good cigars out there for three four five dollars i mean i don't know i think it's a shame yeah i, I started i, don't think they get I started the love getting them i i agree i i started uh, ordering these because I can order like whatever I want in samples, right? For right. My, for myself, and so I used to smoke a ton of more of our more expensive cigars. We don't really make expensive cigars. Everything's probably ten bucks um, or around there, but or below or whatever. So um, I, I find that I light a cigar, I put it in the ashtray, I get on a Zoom call, or I go do make phone calls, or I'm doing something. 
And then I come back to it and it went out or, you know, I come back to it 20, 30 minutes later. And then the flavor is just not kind of what I want it to be or whatever. And then I'm like, oh, I'll just get another one. And then I go through like four or five cigars that, that way. Of the course of the day, never actually having smoked like one full cigars worth of anything. And it's like, I, I just don't want to do that. You know, yeah. I, so I started ordering these bundle cigars and I really like it. But I also have um, here on the side, uh, our new Nicaragua, um, which we released at the trade show this year, right? Uh, which I believe you covered that. And then um, I have a Sumatra Lancero. Uh, as well, which is another one of my favorites. So I've got some other options. I just happened to be smoking this when the time came. Yeah, you had a couple of, uh, you had the Nicaragua, you had a, a PCA exclusive again, which actually, um, and I'll talk, actually, let me talk about what I'm smoking first before I get ahead of myself. I am smoking the Guardrail. This came out last year at the trade show. Um, and this is a great cigar. Uh, a lot of flavor, a lot of sweetness to it that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this is a great cigar. I grabbed this to start off with um, because I, that cigar makes me really excited. But I also have with me um, the 2022 PCA cigar, which was the box-pressed uh, Vengeance. Um, oh, yeah. Perfecto. Sorry. it was. I don't know why I was blanking on that. The box-pressed Perfecto. from la- This is from last year. Uh, but at the trade show this year, you guys had a, a 23 PCA exclusive. You had that one, and then you had the... Um, the Tra- Trace Compadres. The Trace Compadres. I knew the Trace part. I couldn't remember my life for me the second word. Uh, the Trace Compadres, uh, which was exciting to see. You guys had three new things at the show. Um, you know, obviously all a little bit different. Uh, but you have the Nicaragua there. I guess you know. Let Let's talk about that one first, since since you have it ready. Um, but before we do, before we do, I'm sorry. I I forgot we have to switch over to our our cutting and lighting segment. I'm, I'm like getting ahead of myself. Today. I don't know if it's just because I've had so much coffee before the show because uh, I've been running around, but I'm, I'm very amped up today. Um, You're just excited to see Jared, you know. I, I am, but at the same time, I, I did have I did have some espresso before the show. I'm not I'm not going to lie to you. Um, so I'm, I'm a little extra hyper today. But once again, we're cutting and lighting our cigars with none other than ST DuPont products. That's right. Nothing but the best. I'm using the Defi Extreme and the Twin Jet. In the new U.S. exclusive Petro Blue finish, um, this is what I use on a daily basis, and as well as my, I don't have my SD Dupont cutter. I don't know what happened to it. I just lost it. Uh, oh, here it is. Along with my brushed copper double guillotine cutter, uh, SD Dupont, be exceptional. Um, so, Jared, the Nicaragua. I want to talk about that one first. So, tell us a little bit about that blend and kind of how long you guys been working on that project yeah so we you know our factories in santiago in the dominican republic and we typically haven't used uh uh we use nicaraguan tobaccos in a lot of our blends but we haven't we hadn't up until this point really come up with a composed like nicaraguan puro um and so we thought that that would be a cool project uh to take on um and in keeping with uh, Christoph naming conventions. Um, we decided to call it the Nicaragua. Um, we, you know, like our Maduro, our Maduro is called the Maduro. Uh, our Criollo is called the Criollo. Our Connecticut's called the Connecticut. Sumatra, etc. So um, we decided to call it Nicaragua. It's in a new style packaging, which is really cool. Um, totally different. It doesn't have the loose tobacco that you see in a lot of our boxes, or the uncut foot, or uh, even the pigtail. 
Um, so it's got a lot of uh, different kind of notes to it from the, tr the regular Cristal portfolio. Um, and we were really excited because we love Nicaraguan tobacco. And uh, so we earlier this year or the end of last year, we uh, reached out to our factory and said, hey, we, we need you to source, you know, kind of the best of these categories uh, and growing regions that we can find in different primings and all these different things. And so uh, we went down for a week and just sat there and just smoked Nicaraguan tobacco and Glenn Ward and I and tried to figure out some blends that we thought would be, um, you know, kind of worthy of production. And uh, we came up with some really good stuff. Like uh, we, we ended up uh, getting blessed with some really good tobaccos and yeah. So this Nicaragua, um, it has Jalapa Condega Esteli tobacco. Um, and it's, uh, what's a little different about the Nicaragua is it actually has a Corojo binder, uh, which is a little unusual. Um, it's not so unusual, but it, it's, it's out, it's out there, but, um, it's, it's got this really good, like spice to it. Um, it's full flavored. It's really, really, really strong. Um, so not strong, like, I mean, just, it's a strong product. Um, yeah, yeah. so, uh, I absolutely love it. I'm a mild medium guy and this is like kind of at the top end of my portfolio kind of, of like what stuff that I grab, um, uh, the trace compadres on the other hand, um, that has a Condega binder. Um, it's also a Nicaraguan Puro and that one's a little bit, um, a little bit creamier, a little bit more on the mild side. Uh, but both, I would say, Nicaragua more medium and, and Trace Compadres more mild medium. Yeah, you know, it was interesting to see you guys doing something more Nicaraguan because, I mean, you know, like I said, I mean, all your stuff's been Dominican. Um, so that was exciting to see. I, I, I was excited to see that. I don't think I've tried that yet. Um, I, think this, I think the samples I got at the booth from the show – I think went out with the guys because I, I got back and I didn't have any. Um, but it's on our list of things to review uh, for the year. So it'll be in my rotation. It's on two guys. Two guys. That's right. If you go to the number two guys cigars.com, you can find it. Um, thank you for that. Look at Jared's on point. Keeping the show on the rails. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, 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 was, uh, it was exciting to see you guys do something Nicaraguan. Um, I feel like, you know, there's a lot of brands out there that, you know, they, they do a lot of Dominican, 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 and like, oh, let's do a, a Nicaraguan venture and vice versa too. Uh, and it's interesting to see people, you know, working, you know, who kind of have this set theme, I'll use the word with, or just background or whatever they do with their cigars, tobacco wise. Um, and then watch people kind of experiment with other things that are kind of outside what that brand is kind of known for. Um, I like, I find that very interesting cause I, I'm always eager to see like, you know, like, what would they come up with? Cause you know, they always kind of work with this kind of tobacco or they work with Dominican tobacco or they work with Honduran tobacco a lot, you know, now they're kind of going into with something else that they don't normally have in the portfolio. Um, and it's, it's, it's fun. I mean, but again, that's like the cigar geek side of, I think of a lot of like, you know, me and Mitchell and some of the other, you know, the people in the media who go over this stuff all the time. Uh, it's exciting to see when people experiment with different things and see what they come up with. And, you know, Hey, sometimes it's great. And sometimes it's not. And you know what? That's, that happens. And you know, um, they all, now you, they all can't be winners, I guess. <laughs> you'd, you'd mentioned, uh, obviously the Nicaraguas and Nicaraguan Puro and 
kind of your first foray into Nicaraguan puros, as well as the uh, what was it the the tray trays trays compadres. Um, I know that the trays compadres has a little bit more of like a story behind it. Kind of unfortunately not the the happiest story, but something to honor a few people that really mean a lot to the Christoph brand. Do you want to go a bit into that as well? Yeah. Um, so Trace Compadres is named after, um, so Glenn, uh, who's the owner of Christoph, um, and then his best friend, Chuck Finch, who was there helping us set up booths when we were shipping stuff out of Glenn's garage. Like he's been there from the beginning, Glenn's best friend for his entire life, um, who unfortunately passed away. Um, and, uh, within several months of that happening, um, Rolando Villamil, who ran our factory for 18 years, made every Kristoff product um, that we that we sell. Um, he passed away from COVID um, just a few months later. And in Rolando's office, there was a picture of Glenn, Chuck, and Rolando, um, and the frame said, "You know, Trace Compadres." And so uh, when we went back down to the Dominican Republic. Um, and we saw that, you know, Rolando's office, which used to have his desk and chairs and stuff like that was now a conference room. Right. And, but the picture was still there and we have all this great Nicaraguan tobacco in front of us. And we are like, you know what, let's make something to honor that, you know? Um, and so we did. So you, you, you can see on the packaging for the trace compadres, which I wish I had one here, uh, to show you guys, but, um, you can see on the packaging, it's got, uh, you know, Glenn's it's got initials, their, like, initials, Chuck's right? initials, and yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and on the back, uh, there's kind of a message about the dedication. When you scan the QR code on the box talker, uh, it brings you to a page on the website that uh, gives you some more details about them and their relationship and everything like that. So it's it's kind of like a real like love letter to that. Um, relationship and kind of how we got our start and everything like that so it's it's a really important sentimental project for us and the cigar is fucking outstanding um too so um yeah these these two blends that we released this year along with the pca exclusive um were really important like seminal blends for us uh representing kind of new packaging relationships things like that so it's always fun it's always uh fun to you know, put products out there that have that, you know, kind of sentimental value, right? So, you know, Jared, you mentioned packaging. And one of the things I will say is the three cigars you debuted at the show, the Trace Compadres, the Nicaragua, and your 23 PCA exclusive, um, I thought packaging-wise were really awesome. They were, like, simple, yet, you know, defined with what you were trying to go with and what you were trying to say uh, with each one of those projects. And I thought it was great. It was kind of, an, if I'm being honest, a nice kind of refresh from the packaging that we've kind of seen from you guys for a while now. Um, the kind of the more rustic box look with the loose tobacco, which if I remember correctly, you guys stopped doing the loose tobacco in the box, right? Or do you still do that? Well, we, it's still, yeah. So we still have the loose tobacco in the boxes. Um, but, you know, and we've been talking about this since the trade show, um, it would be fair to say you can expect to see some changes when it comes to packaging um, kind of in the, in the nearish future. Yeah. Um, we, 
the reception, not only feedback like that from you and, and from a lot of other people, but um, the reception of these, this new product um, along with kind of that continued introspective kind of perspective that we try to take um, looking backwards on the brand and, and everything. And we got to do, we, we, we want to do something, um, you know, around, around the packaging. So um, you, you can expect to see, we're super excited about it. We're kind of um, balls to the wall going after um, design stuff. And, and it's really fun. You know, I've been with Christoph for 10 years um, and it's really fun to get into the weeds on this stuff and like start thinking about new packaging and start thinking about redesigning stuff and, and these new projects. I mean, it's, it's really like a pretty fun time uh, to be doing this, you know? Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, in terms of like the bands, I've always really enjoyed the band designs that you guys have had on your cigars um, from the shade grown to the pissed off to the vengeance, uh, the guardrail. I know you guys, you guys did an awesome, awesome band on the guardrail. I don't know if my camera will pick it up too clearly and I, and I don't want it to go out of focus, but um, that silvery metallic band I, th I thought was really kind of, different and sharp and i i enjoyed that um so i've always thought i've always thought your bands have been great the boxes were cool for me personally in the beginning and it was like these are kind of different but then i think as i got more into cigars and uh, handled boxes and stuff more i kind of went back and was like yeah I mean, the only problem with those boxes is you know the way they sit in there as you start taking them out and then the the loose leaf tobacco kind of comes apart and kind of gets messy and then you just take it out and then at that point the box just kind of seems out of place because it was you know meant to kind of fill in that gap but um right and when i saw the new boxes i was like wow these are actually i, I like these and it, it was nice to see you guys do something that's a little bit newer and fresher with with your newer stuff um so it, it sounds to me like you're going to be making that change you know probably portfolio wide um and that's exciting to hear um because uh, I, I I think it's I think it's a nice step in the direction for you guys packaging wise. Yeah, yeah, and and we're we're super excited about it. Like it's it's a uh, a lot of, in the beginning. There weren't cigars that were packaged that way. You know, right. it was first of all they were uncellowed, and cigars I think look better uncellowed. Um, set, second of all, when they were uncellowed, it looked with the loose tobacco and the rough cut boxes. It looked different than everything else on the shelf. Now it's very easy to just be another brown blur on the shelf, you know, in a, in a humidor. And so, uh, I, it's definitely, um, it's definitely time for us to, you know, kind of get into it and, and start thinking about how the brand, cause we're a, a way different company now than we were 20 years ago, you know? So, um, it's, uh, it's, it's exciting. It's a exciting project to take on. Now when you see evolution, it's true, mm -hmm. and you know brands evolve over time. You know we, we've we've seen it. You know packaging changes. You know lines get shaken up with you know certain sizes get taken out, new sizes come in. You know it's it's part of the process, right? Um, now you mentioned a lot of obviously you're active in that repackaging the design process and coming up with ideas. Um, you know, would you say that you you kind of enjoy that part of it more? Um, or is it more exciting when you're actually creating blends and working on cigars and working with Glenn on that stuff? Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm a product and uh, business guy, you know? Um, so I'm not 
I don't have the like, I don't, I don't have the vernacular to express what I think a product should look like. Yeah. I'm just, it's kind of anti, it's kind of counterproductive, honestly, like, because I'm just like, no, I don't like that. And they're like, why? And I'm like, nah, I don't know. I just don't like it. You can't explain it. You just, you just, you just feel that. I have no, yeah, I can't articulate it at all. So it's, it's really counterproductive, uh, if anything, because I'm just like, nah, I hate it. You know, and it's like nothing, nothing <laughs> no reason, really. I just don't like it. And they're like, "What should it look like?" And I'm like, "I don't know, just not that." You know, <laughs> should look better, make it better, just do better, right? Like take a yeah. lot around your yeah. So it, that's kind of where I'm at. So I don't really, I, like I said, I don't really have the vernacular to describe what I want. I just know what I don't really want. But luckily, Glenn, um, and really a lot of what Glenn does is that stuff it's product it's design it's uh packaging it's all those things glenn does have an eye for those things so it's been really fun working with glenn and ward on um the design stuff um and kind of seeing how they digest information and um how it materializes with the designer's work and things like that so uh that part has been fun but for me i want uh i like the product stuff i i like uh I like the tobacco side of things and I, I want to, you know, work with my customers and find out what they want, you know? Right. So that's, that's really what I, what I'm into. I mean, from what I know about you, you just, to me, you seem like that kind of guy and you seem like the kind of guy who is really into the product development and, um, you know, enjoys trying to be as creative as possible. Um, I think you kind of have that, that way about you just come, you know, from what I know about you. Um, so you know, talking to you about packaging, I mean, I could, you know, I'm sure that, that a lot goes on with that too, but, um, I, I like I said, yeah, I could kind of see that from you. And, um, uh, to me, I think if, if I was in that role and that's, you know, the job I could do, I probably would be the same way. Um, and I think I'd probably be similar to you too. I'd be like, I don't like it. Why? And I'd be like, nah, I just not feeling it. Um, I'm, I'm kind of the same way with stuff too. People are like, you don't like it? No. Why? I just, I just don't like it. Sometimes, you just, sometimes that's just all it is. I just I don't, don't feel right. Uh, so I, I, I'll agree with you on that. I'm, I'm on your side on that one. Um, yeah. one of the cigars I want to talk I, about. I, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I, I wish, I, I, I wish I could be helpful. Well, <laughs> I cer- I'm certainly about not being obstinate on purpose. I, I, I wish I could help. I just I just can't. <laughs> well, I just got to look at it and be like, meh. Every company needs a guy like that, though. You need that one guy who's just like, no. Yeah. Why? Just yeah. no. Because I, I said yeah, so. I don't no. know. Yeah. I agree. Um, but sorry. Anyways, I was, what I was about to say. One of the cigars I did want to talk about that I know came out last year, and I think I think Glenn was on the show last. I think and talked about this, but I'll, we'll bring Probably. it up again, obviously. But it's the guardrail. The guardrail we saw last year, it's what I'm smoking tonight. This is a fantastic cigar. It's probably one of the, one of my favorite cigars that you guys currently make now. Um, you know, outside of the Signature Series JT, your cigar. Uh, the Pissed Off Christoph, which was my first Christoph cigar that I fell in love with, even though it's it's got a lot of strength to it. Um I, I still love that cigar. It's a great cigar when I do want that, that full strength. Um, as well as the Shade Grown is probably my other 
absolute favorite, Kristoff. Uh, this is starting to join those ranks uh, the more I smoke them. It's, it really is. It's a fantastic cigar. There's a lot of great flavor in this. It, I, uh, to me, I feel it was blended very well. A lot of changes, but the right changes. Very complex. A lot of good flavor notes I enjoyed. There's a, there's a nice sweetness to it that's up front, but there's an underlying spice to it, which I also really enjoy. I don't find it to be too much, but I also don't find it to be unsatisfying either. It's To me, this is perfect, right down the middle. Um, and I know this cigar also, I mean, we talk about the Trace Compadres having something that's meaningful. This cigar also kind of has some meaning behind it too. Um, and it had actually had to do with Glenn. And if I remember correctly, this cigar was inspired by, he was in a motorcycle accident, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He was, uh, he was in Oklahoma um, doing a bike run for a, for a customer. Um, and he was, I don't know, a couple of miles away from the dealership returning the bike after an entire day and big sweeping turn on the highway going 70 miles an hour and huge crosswind and just dumped the bike going 70 miles an hour on the highway and slid down the road, hit a guardrail, uh, was in a coma, uh, broke both legs, broke his face, broke his arm, broke his ribs, like everything, uh, and was just like, we didn't know what was going to happen. Um, it was it was really bad. Um, and he was in a wheelchair for a while. And um, pretty much the directive was, you know, keep just don't we don't want anybody talking about this. I don't want 500 people calling Glenn. I don't want this becoming a story, nothing. So I told the reps, if I hear about this from somebody in your territory, you're dead to me and you're gone and that's it. And I don't care if you told them, I don't care if somebody else told them, it's done. And wow. they were like, okay. And nobody knew, nobody knew for six months until Glenn came out and talked about it once he recovered. Uh, nobody ever found out. It was never a news story, nothing. And uh, when we came out with the guardrail, people were like, oh, what's this about? And he's like, oh, I got in a motorcycle accident. They're like, what? <laughs> like, how do we not hear about that? And I'm like, because everyone was threatened with walking the plank. Yeah. If, if, <laughs> so, I didn't know that part and, of the story. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. No, it was bad. And and because I didn't want, you know, we we meet so many people over the years. Like, I didn't want him getting constantly bothered and called and everything. And also, we don't want people thinking that something's going on with the company or whatever. So we wanted it to be business as usual. And um, we wanted to have a good year in spite of everything. And, yeah, so it was a few, tough couple of years for Glenn. Like, you know, between the accident, then losing his best friend, then losing Rolando, who was his friend and mentor and everything like that. I mean, it, it was a tough few years. And. We're just really happy with the way this year is shaped up with the trade show and these new products, the reception of the new products. Um, everybody's doing really well. We've got a really fantastic team right now, and we just couldn't be happier to come out of those couple of years of really difficult times personally um, and come out on the other side, you know, really positive with a lot of new direction that, that we're excited about. So, um, yeah, it's it's crazy though. Yeah. So. It has been a wild ride for you. And I, and I'll be honest with you. I, I, there was a few years there where it seemed like Christoph was a little quiet. I'm not going to say silent. I don't think that's the right word to use, but you guys kind of seemed a little quiet, kind of just going through it. And I think, you know, looking back, I think a lot of things made sense. You guys have had your hands full. 
Um, you guys have had your hands full. You've been doing a lot. Uh, and it seems like now you guys are kind of starting to get that momentum back again and, and, and keep moving forward. And, and I have to say, God bless you, because, you know, sometimes, you know, that can make or break people, companies otherwise. Um, so, no, really, hats off to you guys for, for being able to, as a company, as a team, and, and as individuals, obviously, uh, kind of overcome that, you know, just that period of time. Um, and it's it's shown in the product now. I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the guardrail is a great cigar, and it's got an amazing story behind it, an even better one that I than I thought I knew, apparently. Um, and it's a great cigar. Remind me, though, the blend on this cigar. So that, the other interesting thing about the guardrail, so it's an Arapiraca Brazilian Maduro wrapper, um, but there's actually tobacco from Zimbabwe in the filler of that cigar, um, which is really an unusual tobacco. Um, so our, we have uh, partners in Germany um, who their majority of their business is manufacturing machine-made cigars um, and other tobacco products over there. Um, and it's like a 200 year old family owned business. And uh, they, they uh, work with us at the factory. So um, they, when we were in Germany for the Dortmund Intertobac trade show, they were talking about how they had bought this Zimbabwe tobacco and it was big and they bought a ton of it and blah, blah, blah. And so we, we were like, how, how big? <laughs> and they told us and we're like, oh, we'll send us some. And so they sent us some to the factory. We started working with it and we were like, this is weird, but it's good. Uh, and in a few generations, it'll probably be high enough priming to do more with. But for now, I think we can incorporate this in the filler. And it just happened to be around the time that we were uh, talking about developing the guardrail. And then it just happened to fit into that blend right. So it's a really unusual tobacco that you won't see <coughs> commercialized very often. Um, and it's in that guardrail. Now, on its own, what did you find the flavor profile of Zimbabwe tobacco kind of to, to have? Like, I know, you know, Nicaraguan always, or depending where you're getting it from in Nicaragua, but it's always got that kind of underlying spice. You know, Dominican's known for sometimes that more like cedar mushroom note and stuff like that. What what did you find really stood out kind of uniquely from with that Zimbabwe tobacco? That was going to be my question, actually. Yeah, so it's it's unusual because when you smoke it in either alone or at higher ratios in the filler. Um, it's certainly not pretty enough tobacco to be used even as a binder. It's not, uh, the tobacco just doesn't um, process that well. Um, so the lower priming stuff is really the stuff that we can use um, and that ends up being in the filler, but in higher proportions in the filler or when you smoke it on its own, it ends up being it has this like mesquite kind of, it's not smoke. I hate saying tobacco is smoking because it's on fire. It's literally <laughs> smoking. It's, it's just such a dumb yeah. cigar word, but, but um, it's got this like weird mesquite kind of spice to it. It's, it's very unusual um, in higher proportions. It's very strong. It's very, uh. it's very strong. Um, and so we found that what we were more doing when blending with it for the guardrail was we were more trying to fit it. We were trying to come up with the right proportion 
of that tobacco to use in the filler. And so that's the majority of the testing that we did and the sampling that we did was around, okay, let's dial this back or ramp it up a little bit to try to make sure that flavor comes through, but doesn't overwhelm the rest of the blend because it does have a very distinct profile. Um, and so that's kind of, I don't know if that answered your question, but yeah. Yeah, for sure. The, uh, in terms of, you know, when we talk about these unusual, you kind of use the word, so unusual tobaccos, um, Zimbabwe tobacco. Yeah, that's definitely a different one. Price wise. Is it a more expensive tobacco? Is it a cheaper tobacco? Kind of where does that, where does that rank? Yeah, it's not, it's not an expensive tobacco. So, I mean, um, and the, the guardrails in that $10 to $11 price range, I believe. Um, so yeah, it's not, it's not a particularly expensive tobacco. And, and what I wouldn't have known until kind of undertaking that project is tobacco is like Zimbabwe's like third largest export. Really? Um, I, yeah, I believe the, the majority of it is for cigarettes okay. and, um, kind of like shredded or machine machine made. Um, but yeah, it stands to reason that some of these plants are going to grow the right way and some of the primates are going to be able to be used. Um, and that's what ended up happening here. So um, the good news is it's a sustainable product for us. You know, it's something that we're going to be able to continue to get in quantity um, and blend with. And, and as it, through replantings and future generations, the tobacco should smooth out and um, kind of be more... Uh, be more viable for uh, that tobacco being more prominent in the blends. Yeah, I was going to say, because, you know, especially when you get it on the cheaper side, right? I mean, you're you're doing something different kind of outside the box. You're kind of trying to be a little more unique, but you're not also... It's nice, I guess, when you find a tobacco that's also on the on the cheaper side. You're not, you know, springing for an expensive tobacco to do that, too. And, and like you said, you have something sustainable, and apparently it's, you know, the third largest export from Zimbabwe, from Zimbabwe. I don't know why I almost just stumbled on that word. Um, but uh, so it sounds like you guys are, you guys kind of found this, this special gem. And I honestly, I haven't tasted the tobacco by itself, but I've tasted the cigar and I think the cigar is great. Um, and uh, that's a really well composed cigar. Yeah, it, it, it really it, is. It really is. I mean, like I said in the beginning, like as I've been smoking it, I mean, the, the way that this was blended and, and the way that, you know, I, I'm almost halfway through it now. There's been there's been a lot of changes, but nothing like drastic. You know what I mean? It's 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 very refined. It's very on point. Um, you know, I, I've smoked two others before this, too, and it was the same. So they're also pretty consistent, too, I find, which is obviously, a, you know, a, a, another you know major deal. Um, this and like I said, this is slowly becoming one of one of my my higher favorites from Christoph lately. I mean, this, th I know several other people in the media I've spoken to. I think Coop was talking really highly about this cigar as well in, in a conversation. Um, yeah. This, this, this is a truly a special cigar. I mean, there's a meaning behind it, obviously, but just as, as the cigar itself and the tobacco that's used. Yeah. I mean, this, this is a great fucking cigar. It, it really is this. I mean, you guys have done a lot with, you know, you have the Vengeance and the Pissed Off, and um, you have a Maduro. So yeah, you've done a lot with the darker wrappers that had a lot of flavor and a lot of, you know, flavor strength, I should say, too. Um, this one, I, I think, really hits it the best out of all of them. Uh, and again, not that I don't think those cigars are great. They are. Some of those are my favorites. But this 
This is like the perfect combination right here. I mean, when you're talking about really full flavor in a cigar. Yeah, it's now, it's super balanced, well composed. It's it's yeah, it's been an outstanding product for us. One of the things I but love sure. about all your cigars too, um, that I notice pretty consistently across just all the blends, all the lines, is the construction, the draw, always seem to be. I want to say either near perfect or perfect. I mean, I, I've never had a cigar that was too tight or plugged. They've always just they've always breathed very well. They've always smoked really well. They've burned really well. Um, and then outside of that, not a lot of issues with Christoph cigars. I've noticed. I, I I can't really think of too many, and I've smoked a lot of them um, that I I've had any really major issues with that weren't you know user error or you know a humidity thing that was you know on me or something like that. They've just, they've always performed you know a plus in terms of in in that realm as well. And there's no exception here. And and I think that that also adds to you know this too. And it's funny as I say that, and there's I I notice that now I have a a small mouse hole burn on the wrapper as I say that. Of course, this is what I get. This is what this is what I get. <laughs> this is what I get for being like, oh, I've never had an issue, and then right there, there's a hole about I don't know a half inch up from the burn line. That's nice. I just shot myself we have, in the foot. <laughs> we have we smoke all. Obviously, I smoke a ton of these. We all do for quality control and just because we have them. Um, and I, we never, I mean, we never have issues. We, we have a guarantee with our a money back guarantee with, uh, with the customers where if you buy a box of Kristoff and you have construction issues or something, we'll buy it back. No questions asked. We just want to see the product, um, so that we can figure out what happened. Um, but really our manufacturing processes are really, really tight. I mean, obviously, um, Glenn was a VP for uh, one of the top five banks in the country. I was an executive for Target um, and for Bed Bath and & Beyond and, and Fortune 500 Retail. And uh, Ward had his own business, was in the financial space. Um, we're, you know, we're first world business people, you know, right. and, and we, we want to make sure that the product is, is to a certain standard because we don't want to have those. I don't want to have a customer service team because we have issues and stuff like that. Like I want to be able to handle it with our reps and, um, and otherwise. So, um, yeah, we, I, I can, I can count on one hand, how much product, uh, how many instances where we have to take product back for any quality issue in a year. And that's selling, uh, you know, millions of cigars in 50 something countries. Um, I think it's over 56 countries now. So it's, it's just not something that we deal with and, and our motto, um, at the factory is quality, consistency, availability. Um, those three words are kind of what we live by. So um, I'm glad that that's panned out in your experience. No, oh, yeah, of course. Do you guys I... draw test all your cigars? What was that, Mitchell? Say what? Do you, do you guys draw test all your cigars? Yeah, we yeah. So everything's bunched into bar, um, and because of the pigtail, we're actually able to draw test later in the process. Um, so we kind of untwist, draw test, retwist, and then so that we don't have to do it. Most manufacturers, if they, uh, with a flat cap or whatever, if they wanna, if they wanna draw test that late in the process, which they usually don't, um, they'll take a wheel of 50, which the buncher and the roller worked on, pull one cigar out, cut it, draw test it. If it passes, they assume the other 49 are correct and move on. Um, but we, we draw test every cigar that comes out of the factory, which kind of ensures 
that the product is going to be just at the very least, it's going to draw correctly, which means it's going to burn correctly, which means it's going to taste the way that we want it to taste. Um, Cause you know, combustion and airflow are pretty much everything in your cigar experience. Exactly. Um, so um, yeah, so we can kind of nip it in the bud and make sure that the product's gonna, gonna leave right at the very least. What happens, what UPS does to it, what uh, the retailer with the, with the end user, the customer does with it after that, if they, you know, you leave it on your dashboard for four days, it's gonna, it's gonna suck, you know? Uh, it's going to crack. Something's going to be wrong, you know, but we know at the very least when it leaves our hands, it's doing what it's supposed to be doing. Yeah. And again, I think it really shows. And like you said, the draw, the burn, that, that is almost as important as the tobacco itself or um, anything else. Uh, because without that, the rest of the experience falls apart. It's not good. And, we always talk about when you're smoking a cigar, it's about the experience, right? It's not just about the cigar. It's about the enjoyment of that, that time that you have with it. Um, and some people, you know, they only get to have one cigar a day, a week, whatever. So it's like when they sit down to have that cigar, that experience has to be the best it can be. Um, oh yeah. For, for, for we might get that one chance. Is. Yeah. You know, as a manufacturer, I might get, you might walk into a store, buy Kristoff and UPS kicked it around or it got held in shipping or, uh, you know, the customs cut it open and, and there's a hairline cut on the side. And you're going to think that that's indicative of our product. And there's so many other choices and great brands out there that we have to make sure when you make the decision to buy one of our products that it's going to live up to that $10 that you voted on it, you know? Um, and if it's the best part of your day, it has to be the best part of your day. Um, and so that's what all of our energy is focused on is making sure that we're doing everything we can when it leaves our hands that the customer is going to have a good experience when they smoke it, you know, um, cause we might have that one chance at that consumer. That's, I couldn't have said that better. I mean, I think that's around the same that most manufacturers w would say, I mean, it's, it's all about, especially nowadays, especially now there's so much more competition I feel. And you obviously can speak to this too. Um, I, I, in my understanding is there's a lot more, you know, competition out there on the shelves than there was 20 years ago 30 years ago um so yeah we, we, and and on top of that you the cut the cut the customer base has kind of changed um where you you still have a lot of the, the older guy who's very brand loyal you know if he smokes fucking padron 64 that that's what he smokes that's all he's buying he's not buying anything else but you're you're starting to get this this younger generation this newer breed of customer who's much more educated. They watch shows like this. They, they read websites like ours and they're, they're up to date on information about cigars, about the brands, what tobaccos they're using, this, 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 and this. And people are also more, you know, of an explorer when it comes to the products. Now they're, they're, they're trying a lot of new things. So like you said, with, with the amount of stuff that people are constantly checking out, you, know, you get that one shot with them. Like, Oh, Krista, I'm going to try this cigar. And if, you know, if it's not great, you know, there's a good chance like you lose them completely because there's 20 other brands that they still want to check out that, you know, at least 75% of them, they're probably going to be like, Oh, this was good enough that I would smoke again. You don't want to be part of that small majority. That's like, nah, didn't like it. And they write off the whole brand uh, on a cigar that could have been a fluke. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's very, very true, especially, you know, in today's world. Um, 
Mitchell, we uh, we have some news this week, and I know that this particular set of news is going to make you excited because you've been talking about this for a long time. Um, so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna do the news really quickly. Our news once again brought to you by McAuliffe Cigars. That's right, featuring the McAuliffe Black, rated 91 at SmokingTobacco.com. I know Coop loves when I mention that. Um, McAuliffe Black, it's blackout. So speaking of black, there's another black cigar that has just been released and is shipping out to the uh, people who own its NFT. That's right. The first cigar NFT, while a little bit different than some of the others that we've seen and talked a lot about, it was still the first one from uh, Ad- um, sorry, from Selected Tobacco, the Atabe Black, which is distributed by United Cigars, uh, has now begun shipping. Now, this cigar, Mitchell, you are usually good with this information. Was it two years ago that we saw this released as an yeah, NFT? Yeah, I want to say about about two years. Hard to say when we get it was so the first. It was before the LFD right. one, but so I'm LFD was last year, twenty two. So I think this was twenty one that we we saw this emerge. Yeah. So it it was originally released, uh, first released in NFT, yeah, in twenty twenty one, and it was originally just like a concept. They were like. They didn't say whether the cigar was actually going to exist or not originally. Um, they just said, this is kind of a concept. We're going to put it as an NFT. They weren't even really sure like how they were, if and when they were going to make it or distribute it to the public, if it was ever going to go to the NFT holders or what. It was just like, here's an NFT. It's a representation of a cigar in a picture format. And there was no like, you know, everyone knows now NFT cigars is like these contracts and you get this, and you get that. And each holder gets this a month. There was none of that. It was just, here's a picture of a cigar. Here's the box of a cigar. You can pick a single or you can pick a box. And it had like a base value. And that was it. Um, obviously, with the information out now, the fact that we know the cigar was actually rolled in 2018, because uh, again, as most people know, the Alfonso or most of Nelson Alfonso cigars from Selected Tobacco are aged in his proprietary aging rooms for five years. So right. coming out now, they've been aged for five years and they're coming out into the market. Yeah, this uh, was definitely a cigar that was 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 known would you know be created and released. Um, you know, I think that yeah. I think that the the initial announcement of it, putting it out there, auctioning it off, not coming out right away. Uh, I think it was definitely planned in the pipeline. And then I think with the other two NFTs that we saw after kind of come into play, it was like, all right, I think, it, you know, in getting to that five years, it, it's kind of in that time, you know, where they're all kind yeah. of coming out now together. And, and I know a lot of people are still talking about NFTs being like, hey, like, I, you know, I don't see it. You know, a lot of NFTs are undervalued now. And, and But I would say with these three, you know the cigar nfts it's i think for how the three of these have been done i think that they've been executed pretty well um and and i think it's worked using the nft format so to speak um i i don't i i don't want to say that they're anything like other nfts i don't know a lot about other nfts because we've really only been in terms of nft we've only been really covering the cigar ones so that's where my focus has been I don't really know a lot about other NFTs outside of that, but these three so far have seemed to to work well, you know, and I'm sure that, you know, there might be more that we see. Um, Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see how those go. But these three cigar NFTs, I I think, have been pretty solid. 
Now, this one I, I, I know we've talked a lot about. I'm excited to try this. I know you you were excited when this news story went out the other day because you've you've been you've been asking like when are we when are we getting the blacks when are we getting the blacks when are we getting the blacks as soon as they come yeah. out. <laughs> the, the NFT itself was originally just a um, all the money I think went to charity, so it was. I think this just one, a, yeah, I think it did. It was originally just a charitable thing that happened, um, but yeah, you know, for me personally, the the Adabe itself, the first time I smoked it, um, it was. It was amazing, and it's one of my favorite shade kind of cigars on the market. Uh, obviously, like the cigar itself, I think came out over ten years ago now, or something like that. And so, you know, maybe one day I'll do like a, a review of it, but it won't ever be kind of cigar of the year contention. But if I were reviewing back then, I'm sure it would have easily won. Uh, every time I smoke it, it's one of the best experiences for me personally. So. You know, having a darker, richer format of it, as well as I think he is aging it in the French oak room as well. Uh, where it's Did he do that with this one? Yeah, yeah. I think they're they're aging these ones in the French oak room uh, alongside the cedar. So it, not only is the wrapper darker, but you've got that underlying extra kind of complexity. Oh, yeah, he did. Oak. Oh, yeah, he did. Oh, I didn't so, realize yeah. he did the French oak with this one. I thought that was only for the Alfonso lines and the so the Byron eighteen fifty. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. uh, that's very interesting. Well, it's funny. You know, last year our cigar of the year is you know we're getting to that time of the year again, and the team has already begun working on the list this year. Uh, you know, last year Alfonso Extra Añejo, the number four, um, kind of the 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 bigger Toro sized version. Uh, yeah. That's our cigar of the year for twenty twenty two, and um, that you know very similar to the Atabay. Um, I would say it had a little bit more, a little more of a polish to it, but with a, just a slightly more strength to it. Um, yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, that that was our cigar of the year last year. The Al the Alfonso Grand Selection shipped like two weeks ago. I want to say was that like two weeks ago? Up there, yeah. Um, two and a half maybe. So that also just begun shipping. So the both of those cigars are are definitely in our our list of things to get to, which will probably won't see till next year in terms of reviews yeah. in the list um but those yeah. are definitely in the queue and i like i said i know the guys are excited to get them so uh, oh, yeah. once, once we get through this year's cigar of the year list you know stuff like that you know we'll we'll start looking at for for 2024 um, but yeah that's our chip if you want to read more about it as well as any of our nft coverage or about any of the nfts you can go to smokingtobacco.com and our cigar industry news if you go down to nfts you can find all the nft stories kind of all there together if you want to read them all um, and that's that's it. That's it for our news. Let's go back to Jared. I know he's been sitting over there very patiently, um, just waiting for us to finish up with the news. I know it's not as fun when you have to sit kind of back in the green room there for a minute, but <laughs> I like to do that. No, I'm news. excited to try that too. I'm excited. Well, I like to do that with the guests because then it gives them a break if they have to get up and grab something too. They kind of get them out of there. But no, yeah, it's it is. It's it's different, and uh, you know, like we were saying, I mean, they've got a pretty good track record with their stuff, so it's. You know, can't wait to try it. Yeah, I really like Atabay. Yeah. Now, Jared, I know, like, I think you mentioned Kristoff's been around for 20 years now or so, you said? This, this in 2024, it'll be 20 years, yeah. 20 years, yeah. Um, even with that, I'm sure there's folks watching that haven't yet smoked a Kristoff. If someone, say, like, they walk into the humidor and uh, if you were to give them three options that kind of encompass the profile of what Christoph might op 
kind of offer. I know you guys obviously, again, using stuff from Dominican, Indonesia, Zimbabwe, Nicaragua. But if you were to give them three cigars and say, try these, this you'll get a pretty good idea of what Christoph encompasses. What three cigars would, would you hand them? I would give them, so the original Maduro, um, that's been our best-selling cigar for 20 fuck. For twenty for twenty years. What happened? Um, my iPad fell <laughs> down. From I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Um, yeah. So the original Maduro that's been our best selling cigar for twenty years. Um, so that that cigar, even if you're a mild smoker, um, it looks intimidating. It looks really really rich. It it is um, super smooth, super easy to smoke. And if you're somebody who says, ah, I don't like Maduro, I usually can't handle it. That original Maduro is the one that I would hand you to try because it, it will make you a believer. Um, it is sweet. It is rich. It is deep. And it's been, like I said, my best selling cigar for 18 years now or going on 20 years. So um, the other one that I would recommend. So that's kind of like where we started. Right. We came out with the original cigar, which was just called Kristoff. That was our Criollo. Um, then the original Maduro was the second one. That's kind of where we started. Um, where we went after that, I would have them try the Vengeance. Um, yeah. The Vengeance USA Connecticut Broadleaf Maduro, um, Nicaraguan filler. It's really, really good. Um, and that one, like Coop gave it, I think number one or number two. Um, Bear gave it number one. Um, it's really, really well rated. Um, and really well received is for good reason. I mean, it's an outstanding Maduro. It's at a really fair price point for a broadleaf Maduro. Um, and uh, it's just an outstanding product. So that's kind of where we are now. Um, in, the f in the future, um, I would definitely have them pick up the, uh, the Nicaragua, um, the new Nicaragua. That, um, that cigar uh, is really different than the previous two that I mentioned. Um, it's not a Maduro, it's medium bodied, it's a Nicaraguan Puro, and it kind of represents through design, through the fact that it's something different and new, um, it represents kind of where we're going in the future. Um, so I think that's a good past, present, future look at where, what Kristoff is and where we're going. Yeah, for sure. I would, I would, I would agree with those. those, you mentioned some great stuff, including, you know, if you're gonna explore Kristoff, I again I gotta I gotta throw out the shade grown there as well. And that that cigar is, I mean I that's probably the cigar I probably bought the most boxes of in terms of Kristoff cigars. That's probably the one I bought the most boxes of. I mean, that that cigar just is awesome, especially in the robusto size. That's probably my favorite size. And that cigar, it's just it's just flawless. I mean, it truly is. Um, I, I I can't say enough about that one. Um, it, it's just, it's creamy. It's, it's just, it's got this flavor to it. It's, it's, it's real silky. And I remember it was funny, Johnny, when Johnny was the rep up in New England before he went out to the West coast, um, he introduced me to that cigar. He, he was always in the shop and I came in one day, I saw him and he was like, yeah, have you had the shade grown? And I'm like, I don't think I have. He's like, you gotta do the shade grown. And I remember smoking it with him and being like, fuck like this is good and yeah i, I, yeah, I, I bought really i bought good. two boxes right there i mean I, you know it, it was and i i kept one in my locker at the store when i had a locker at the store and i had one at home so i, I always had a box in both places and yeah i mean i i i love that cigar and then of course 
when the JT Signature Series JT came out. That was another one that that's a regular production now because I remember at the time that was event only, wasn't it? When it, when it kind of was first. It was well. The the idea was it was going to be event only, uh, but then the world shut down, and the idea was going to be you know when you do an event when you do an event with us. Uh, especially a principal event or something where I went or Glenn went, right. you would be able to get the JT and you'd be able to continue to sell it. Um, but then we couldn't leave our houses for a year. And so it was like, well, that's a stupid idea now. So pretty much <laughs> the way that it worked was I asked all the reps, who do I like in your territory? Like who 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 is somebody that I have a good relationship with, that I've done events with, that I that I would want this cigar at. And everybody gave me, I don't know, five, 10 names. And I was like, all right, well, let's, let's get it going. And so that's how it started. Now uh, it's in a lot more stores and um, we've, we've had a lot more chance to sell it. So now it's, that's one that's, that's been on back order quite a bit um, because it's been doing really well. So it, it started out as being event only until we realized we couldn't do events. And that uh, comes so. in boxes of 10, right? No, it's 20. Oh, it is 20. 20. Okay. I don't know why yeah. I thought it was 10. Um, no, it's 10 on 10. Okay. I, I remember when it was, and, you know, Johnny was in the store pretty frequently, and I'd always like, hey, you got any of those JTs? He'd be like, oh, I, might, <laughs> I might have one or two. And I'd be like, yeah, I mean, you know, I just, I'm loving that cigar. And I used to try to, you know, bribe him to give me more. And sometimes I got <laughs> lucky and sometimes I didn't. Um, <laughs> and then when I, I started coming out in boxes, I was like, oh, shit, this is awesome. <laughs> I don't have to bribe Johnny anymore to give me any. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, they're around. They're around now. <laughs> Fantastic cigar. That, that's another one, too. That one, especially, the, the drawer on that one is probably one of my favorite things, too. That that thing draws awesome. It really yeah, yeah. It really does. It burns so well. There's one guy that makes that. In the oh, really? Okay. We gave that to. Yep. There's just one guy. Um, it's it's. That was a project that like. Classic like cigar, shit. Like, we show up to the trade show in Vegas and we're setting up the booth and Rolando, um, who is one of the trace compadres that that cigar is named after, Rolando flies in from Santiago, and he's like, "My friend, you have to try this." Blah blah blah. And he pulls out of his butt pocket these, like, ass-pressed cigars. He had just been on a plane for, <laughs> uh, you know, from Santiago to Miami, Miami to Vegas. And so he pulls these cigars out of his back pocket and hands them to me and Glenn. And he's like, you have to try this tobacco that I bought. And so it was the HBA. So I know you're a, a fan of uh, the J.C. Newman stuff, um, like Diamond Crown, Julius Caesar, I think, uses HVA. It's it's out there, right. uh, but it's a really difficult tobacco to buy, um, and it's not used a lot. Um, and so it was this HVA wrapper, and I absolutely loved it. And uh, Glenn was like, "Well, if you like it so much, you know, do something with it." And I'm like, oh, wrong accent for that, buddy. Like, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna come out with a project." Or and and he was like, "No, seriously, why don't you try?" And so it took two years of working with the tobaccos and trying to figure out what I wanted out of it. And people are like, Oh, like, why'd you box press it? Like thinking there's some like artisanal reason behind it. And the reality is, uh, I had a side table on my balcony. I always put cigars on and the round ones would roll off and fall down to the street underneath me. 
And uh, so I was like, oh, I'm going to box press it so it don't roll off the table. You know? Not because <laughs> so it performed it better. Just, not because it tasted better. Because no, you didn't want it to roll no, no off smart, your table. <laughs> no smart reason. I just didn't want it to roll off my table. And uh, as a result, we had to learn how to do the soft, the soft bar, box press, how to do it correctly. Um, and that's why, like I said, there's one guy to this day that, that makes every single one of them. That's... That's funny. I didn't. I didn't know that part of the story, but that's that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> wow, you really custom tailored that to yourself. <laughs> yeah. I told Glenn, I'm like, I don't give a shit if I sell a single one of these. I'm like, I'll smoke them. I just want to make something that I like. Exactly. And he was like, All right, do whatever you want. You have to though. I mean, that's what you should do. He did a good job though. I'll give you that. It was. It was it's good. That's a good score. Mm. Um, now, now you mentioned the factory a lot tonight. Um, I know you guys have. I somewhat recently gone through a factory name change was there yeah was there any reason behind that no uh when the factory was originally acquired it was called charles fairmore um and um it changed to tobacco Lover von eichen after several years um when charles fairmore was no longer involved in the factory um so that's that's really it it, it was no there's no particular reason oh okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) random question mitchell um i'm only joking we've talked i mean not really talked but we've mentioned the trade show several times tonight uh, and i've been kind of feeling out the room with the manufacturers as they've you know stopped by the show every week and in terms of the show moving next year has that impacted you guys at all has it kind of fucked up your schedule on stuff that you know maybe you Normally, you plan on, you know, debuting July, shipping late summer, fall. Has any of that changed for you, or has it kind of been business as usual with, with that uh, that shift up to the spring? Well, we, I mean, we knew about it, um, you know, so we, we were, you know, able to be prepared um, for what what we want to release. And we, we also had a really big year release-wise last year with uh, Trace Compadres Nicaragua, the exclusive. Um Plus, doing a TAA exclusive, so there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of uh, product moving last year, or this year rather. So, um, next year being our 20th anniversary, you can maybe uh, infer what that project obvious. might end up being. Yeah, right? that's um, pretty obvious. So, <laughs> uh, we've known about it for a while. We've been working on it for a while, um, and uh, going back to the factory in a couple of weeks um, to. Uh, kind of put put a stamp on it and and make sure everything's ready to go. But um, yeah, we're we're prepared for it. It didn't particularly affect us. We just hope everybody else is uh, prepared for it too. You know. So I mean, without without really you know pulling back the curtain on something that really isn't really ready to be pulled back on, outside of just the obvious nature of it, I we can expect to see something celebrating your twentieth anniversary uh-huh. at the next trade show. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair a fair assumption. Okay. I mean, well, you know, sometimes, hey, we've seen a lot of companies, <laughs> they hit their 20, and this isn't a knock anyway. I, before I even get into this, I don't want anyone to, like, I'm not talking shit. I'm just, you know, sometimes logistically these things happen. You know, we see anniversary stuff, and but we don't see it come out that year. It's the year after or whatever. Um, so um, safe to say the next one in the 20th year, we'll see it. So that's that sounds exciting. Um, and it sounds to me like that that's going to be your – your your big thing for the show. So we're excited. 
because now we, we kind of already know what to expect from you guys at the show. This will be fun. Um, but no, yeah, like I said, I've been kind of feeling everybody out because, you know, some people, it's been it's been very, you know, mixed. It's like, yeah, we knew about it. We've been prepared. Some people are like, oh, we've had to make some changes. Uh, some people are like, you know, either way, it doesn't really affect us just because, you know, we don't have anything planned for that year. So it, it's just been interesting to, to feel. I mean, you know, like I said, you, you get different reactions from people and everyone's doing something different. You know, everyone's working on different projects and timetables. So, um, you know, with, with PCA being, I mean, we're, we're already it's Thanksgiving tomorrow. We're at the end of November. I mean, we're Four almost away. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be here. I mean, and it's crazy because we were just at the last one too. That's the other thing about this too, is that fast turn yeah, right. July and then already in March, you get the next one and you got to be ready for it too. So, um, you know, fast turnaround time. So it's, it's, it's crazy. It's already almost time for yeah. the next one. Yeah, it's, it's, it is crazy, but you know what? The, the other point is like, you know, you can say you're prepared, prepared. Uh, we know when the trade show is going to be every year right? <laughs> and, and shit never ships in July. So um, it's, it's pretty, pretty fair to, to say that, you know, this year, it is a dip, a more difficult time to manufacture just because the factory in the Dominican Republic at least shuts down for the Christmas holiday for a, a month. Um, so it, it's not going to be like we can ramp up production while uh, things are slowing down here. Um, right. So uh, it's, it's really, we've been talking about this project with the factory for, you know, nine months, <laughs> trying to, from the beginning of this year, trying to get, make sure that we're all on the same page. But, you know, we plan God laps. It happens the same way every year. So, um, you know. We're we're just we're excited about the project and it'll be something that you'll be able to hopefully smoke uh, at the trade show. Yeah, that was. I mean, again, without trying to get too into it and stealing the thunder from its you know inevitable full announcement, um, it, it sounds to me like this is also something that we can expect to see shipping relatively soon after the trade show, or is this something that still might come later in the year? God, God willing. Yeah. Yeah. We. God damn it. We we would like. <laughs> We would like we would like uh, we would like it to to ship as soon as possible. Of course, of course. Well, it's exciting. Less uh, less wait time now on on these releases. We can see them earlier in the year. Which we were talking about this on the show last week or Spare Notes. I can't remember. But we were yeah. talking about it, and it's just like, oh, this would be great. We uh, hopefully that also means that stuff comes out sooner in the year too. We can we can get a handle on it before you know waiting till the very end because a lot of times things come out. You know, late summer into the fall, deep into the fall. Um, you know, when it comes to cigar of the year stuff and our end of the year, it's we're still waiting on some stuff at the end. And it's um, hopefully this it makes that part of the job a little bit easier, um, seeing stuff much sooner uh, with a lot more time. Um, but yeah, it, trade shows exciting as always, and I'm not going to spend too much time on it tonight. We'll have plenty of time to talk about that, you know, in the future. So, uh, Jerry, what I did want to say first of all is thank you very much for being here tonight. Always a pleasure to see sure. you, talk to you, and have you on the show. Um, I wish Carney was here because I like when you guys get together. It's always fun. I think we did it once before when you were on the show. Yeah. And uh, it, it's 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 fun. I actually, you know, Carney hasn't been on the show in a while. And to be to be honest with you, I haven't really talked to Carney a lot lately. We've both just had a lot going on, and uh, I, you know, I'm I miss him a lot. I do. I really do. I miss him. And uh, he needs to be back on the show. I don't, you know, we got to, Mitchell, I, please remind yeah. me in our next team he was, meeting. He was, 
he was here a few months ago, wasn't he, for just a solo show, just him and... He was with me in the studio. He happened to be in town, and we, we got together. But but still, I mean, it's... Yeah. We, we haven't had enough... He needs to be here anymore. more often. Yeah. Like, what happened? What happened? What He's happened just to existent What happened to you? <laughs> he, you know, he just... He forgot about us. It's... World news. I got to see him uh, at the Two Guys uh, New England Cigar Expo. I got to see him. and there That's was, why he was up uh, here. Yeah, yeah. Some, some late, some late nights at Twins with me and him and Terrence and uh, <laughs> oh. Nick, Nick Perdomo and can imagine uh, there were some some late nights at Twins. It's always oh, good to true. get back together with other New England guys, you know, that I haven't talked to in a while or seen. That's right, because you so, are a New England yeah. guy originally. You're from Rhode Island. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I forgot. This is like kind of your stomping ground as well up here in New England. It's to, until you move to Texas, which I mean, Texas yeah. is cool. But what part of Texas do you live in? I forget. Uh, uh, north of Dallas. North of Dallas. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You're still a New England sports fan, though, right? I mean, I know the Rangers oh, are yeah, serious, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, you know, so yay for no, Texas. No, I could give a shit. I could give a shit. <laughs> could give yeah. A shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I have no, no, no uh, affection for. I'm uh, still a pure, pure homer. Pure and you homer. still you still hate the Dallas Cowboys, even though you live in their territory. Totally ambivalent to them. Don't affect me at all. Yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> they suck, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Although we're not doing so great this they year. Were, no, no, but you know what? I'm enjoying the sport. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you know, like it's so dumb because like it's such a like spoiled brat New England sports fan thing to think, but like. I'm so used to living and dying on every game from every team and especially the Patriots. Like I'm so used to dying if we lose and like being so invested. Now I get to watch the game. Whatever happens, happens. I'm kind of enjoying the sport. I'm watching other, other games now. I can't, I'm not like emotionally exhausted after watching the Patriots game. It's great. It's, it's great. I would prefer to not suck for sure, but I'm enjoying the sport. You know, it's funny, really, and, really and being am. and being from New England, you'll understand this. There's always been kind of this pattern where, like, you know, like before the Tom Brady era, before the new Red Sox ownership, Red Sox and the Patriots was like, meh. And then the Bruins and the Celtics were, like, the talk of the town. And then the Tom Brady era came, and the Bruins got a Stanley Cup in 2011, and the Celtics got championship in 08. But, I mean, it's been Patriots, Red Sox, Patriots, Red Sox, Patriots, Red Sox. And now we've gone back to the old way where both of them are kind of not Meh. nothing to talk about anymore. And the Bruins and the Celtics are, you know, hitting the playoffs every year again, except for last year. I don't know. I don't know what happened with the Bruins. I mean, that, that was horrific. That was embarrassing. Best yeah, that was horrific. Listen, you can't talk because you guys haven't had the cup back up in Canada since before I was born. So we've, we've never won the cup in Vancouver. So we have zero well, guys. I meant Canada as a whole, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. You guys have never had it, so I don't even want to hear out of you, Canadians. And you're a Canucks fan? I uh, know. I don't. I don't really follow too many pro sports. It's disappointing. So. Yeah. All right. Good. No, no, that's better than being a fucking Canucks fan. <laughs> we we yeah. beat their ass in 2011, though. I'll tell you that. Oh yeah. Yeah. We fucking stole that ring. Yeah. We Sadine sisters. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. The last time that came up, I was like, yeah, it's fucking Sadine twins. Uh, 
That was good. I remember that. That was a fun run. I can't believe how long ago that was. That was. I know. It's crazy. I know. Back in the day. I can't believe that. That was crazy. Um, so, yeah, we can always bond over that, the New England sports. I know you have that, yeah. that, that affinity for that. But, uh, hey, we're getting towards the end of the show, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start wrapping it up here. But, Jared, like I said, thanks for being here. I love when you come on the show. I love having you here. It's great to see you. I know it's Thanksgiving week, so it's kind of like, you know, um, just it's a weird week. It's, you know, but we appreciate everyone who came out and watched with us. And, of course, you'll listen to it later uh, on all the podcast downloads. Um, everywhere you can get your podcast from. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Um, there is no spare notes this weekend. And, actually, no, wait. There is. I think there is. I'm sorry. There is. There is a spare notes this weekend. There's supposed got, to be. You know what? The schedule got all fucked up because... No, the schedule got all fucked up because uh, Coop and Kevin were both in Miami for Lazona Palooza, so we had, oh, yeah. we had to shift it down. So like now I'm like, wait, no, it is a week. It, it's all misaligned now. We should just start doing that show every week. I mean, I, I have to talk to the guys, but I, I, <laughs> that show should really start being kind of weekly. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I didn't, don't hold me to it. Um, but, yeah, so stay tuned for that. Of course, once again, myself, Kevin, and Coop back together again Saturday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. Don't miss it. It's going to be a great show. And uh, wishing everyone a happy Thanksgiving. And uh, we'll see you next week on the Smoking Tobacco Show. Don't forget to like and subscribe and visit SmokingTobacco.com for more news, reviews, and updates from the cigar industry. Take care. Have a good night. Thank you for spending your time with us at Smoking Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokingTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.